0: I'm Sarah, an account manager here at 21 Handshake. And I'm Ashley, also an account manager.
1: Uh, my name is Alex, and I'm in charge of visual content.
0: Well, we are excited to talk today about, drumroll, please, sales and marketing <laughs> alignment. Because let's be real, as marketers, it gets super frustrating really fast when sales complains that they need a marketing piece. But A, you already created that. Six months ago, RB, you could have created it six months ago had you only known that was what was needed. How many times have we been in that situation? In a new report by Content Marketing Institute and LinkedIn, they indicated through their global research. They said that 60% of respondents in a recent study believed that misalignment between sales and marketing could damage the financial performance of the business. Ouch. That's a a pretty big chunk there when your teams are not aligned. 60% not, you know, of financial performance going kind of down the drain hole. But yet, we've all seen and heard the stories of finger pointing at sales, Team from the marketing team saying, We're generating content, no one's using it, or we're generating leads. Sales can't handle all the leads we're generating. And then sales goes back to marketing and says, But these leads aren't valuable, or it's not the content that we needed to be effective. Again, ouch, such tension is never good, I think, anywhere, especially in the business world. Mm-hmm. So how do we get from point A to point B in aligning these two teams? Because it's a very complex challenge, especially in B2B sales and marketing teams. So I think first we gotta unpack why this is such a challenge. It's always been a challenge, but I think more so these days as the shift in the sales process for cons- for like consumers, Changes with new technology always coming out. It is really shifted. Alex Can you explain a little bit about the shift and how that's kind of changing? Marketing and sales getting along
1: So what is happening in the B2B Sales world is the is really the same thing that's happening in the B2C world um, People are starting with their own research before they contact a sale person, salesperson or ever talk to a rep, maybe, at all. Um, so the Content Marketing Institute and LinkedIn did a, um, uh, a study together that was essentially, it's called Content Marketing Unlocking Sales and Market Performance, and uh, I'll just read you a few of the stats um, that they discovered. So 92% of, <clears throat> of B2B buyers start with an information search. Uh, 53% find out find that going online and researching is superior to interacting with a salesperson. Wow
0: that's a pretty big one
1: <laughs> 75% depend on social networks to learn about different vendors and 90% of b2b buyers will not take a cold call.
0: Wow um, that's yeah <laughs> a huge
1: number but I don't think it's really surprising. No um, think about the last time you in a personal situation took a like you know spoke to a telemarketer or you know, any call and call.
0: Well, in this day and age, too, I don't think <laughs> as many people use office phones as they use their cell phone, and right. how many times you're like, I'm not answering that, I don't know what that number is,
2: you yeah, know?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> um... A lot of times, I if I don't recognize the number, and if the person actually has something like important to tell me, they'll just leave a message, and I'll call yeah. back. Exactly, yeah, that's, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then
0: you listen to the message, and if it's any type of hesitant or click, you're like, "Oh, that was glad I didn't answer that." Right. But I do exactly. want to point out. So three of those stats, Alex, when I heard you was talking about them, they all started with something related to content. 90% of people start with an information search. 53% find that going online and researching is superior. 75% depend on social networks to learn about vendors. So it just seems like you know people are searching for content first before even reaching out. And it sounds like what they're researching for is ultimately probably like trust. I'm trying to find well a if the company has what i need before i contact them i just you know get that out of the way Can They even can't even meet my need and then b by them going on social networks it makes me think well then they're trying to find out if the company is trustworthy right
1: exactly um, and and similar again to the B two C world, I think people in the B two B world are kind of like that effect is dripping into the B two B world. I guess that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. So people are when they're going on websites trying to learn about a product or a service, they're not looking to get sold on. They're just like you said, they're trying to figure out if it's a, if it seems like a right, it's a good yeah. match for them. Um, don't don't sell me on it. Don't try and like. Give me pop ups the second that I'm on the site. I'm just trying to figure out if it's right for me. Right, um, yeah. Do you
0: have the concrete that I'm looking for before I call you and make this worthless for both of us? Exactly. <laughs> and I don't wanna
1: spend waste time on a phone call where I where based on previous experiences I feel like I'm probably just gonna end up getting sold and it might not even be a conversation that I need to have because it isn't at the end of the day the wrong product, but you don't wanna just hang up the phone on somebody because <laughs> that's really right rude Um, so you you do your your research online Um, and I think it was it was in the report it said that content that provides value to these buyers and avoids overt selling has become one of the most important components for establishing and building trust Um, which I guess is just kind of a summation of what I was just sort of talking Mm -hmm. about
0: um right and i think you know i think we need to talk about too like it's just not content i don't know i know for myself when i hear content i always have to remind myself that's video content too because i always just immediately think of written content right but this is like all content so anything that you're putting out case studies video testimonials um other testimonials that are written out um you know just any type of content that mm-hmm. is helping out your buyer
1: right um according to one of the analysts in the study um who's also the lead author of the study b2b buyers mandate a new charter for marketing and sales Mouthful of a title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. <woo>. <laughs> <laughs> the empowered B two B buyer is neither concerned with how your organization is structured and who's responsible for the content on their webs on your website, nor are they interested in talking with the sales rep simply because they downloaded a white paper. Your buyers want contextual interactions with both human and digital assets across a holistic but not but non linear journey. Which
0: is I, a mouthful
2: of a statement. <laughs> yeah, I love that quote. Yeah, because I really. I think something that has been like a, like an underlying theme of our entire podcast series is the is the fact that the way people purchase or buy services, yeah. buying behavior in general has taken a huge shift over the past few years, and especially the B two B industry has been slow mm-hmm. to adapt to that. Right. Um, and I think that quote there, like really, like just shows that we need to be really watching that and catering that buying that new buying behavior
1: now of exactly. course of course at the end of the day there are purchases that can't happen without having a conversation at some point with a sales rep or customer service person oh, exactly eventually um, you're gonna have to
0: talk to somebody um, but right I think what they mentioned here is buyers want this holistic nonlinear journey so we kind of got to throw out that like they look at the information mm-hmm. they want the product they call you. Mm-hmm. They, that's, well, that necessarily doesn't happen that way right. anymore.
1: It's, <laughs> it's occasionally a much squigglier looking line than yes. just your straight buyer's <laughs> uh, you know, awareness, consideration, mm-hmm. decision yeah. cycle.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. It might be, I'm stuck in awareness for six months while I research every darn possible option. Or it might be awareness, decision.
2: Right. True.
0: You know, I needed one thing. You have it. Perfect. Got it not every
2: customer is the same
0: (laughs) exactly exactly exactly. it's uh and i just you know and i think there's nothing wrong inherently with a sales call um but i do want to point out again like she even mentions in this quote nor are they interested in talking with a sales rep simply because they downloaded a white paper Exactly. I think it comes back to like, well, you know, you don't know why they downloaded the white paper. Maybe it was, you know, I download white papers doing client research. I'm not buying a manufacturing yeah. machine. I just wanted to read the white paper because it has some good information right. in it. Could so. be a student
2: <laughs> writing a paper for school, you know? like, <laughs> <Exactly. laughs>
0: Or you could be actually someone who is buying the product in the end. But again, <laughs> it comes back to that. It's nonlinear journey. We're for sure gonna link up this study in the, in the show notes because it's a really good study. But actually, I think this brings us back to what we're just talking about, this white paper we talk about in video content and content, content. Content that marketing is creating for sales. So it makes sense to me looking at all this data that these two teams do need to be in alignment, your marketing mm-hmm. and sales because the buyer just doesn't care about sales or marketing. They just want information that's relevant to them. Um, I think we can all agree that that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, Marketing and sales, they need to be friends. This is a lot easier said than done. So, True. how <laughs> do
2: they do that, Ashley? Yeah, no, honestly, in so many businesses that we see, there is the marketing department, there is a the sales team, and rarely ever are they on the same page. Yeah. This is a common problem. And if this isn't a problem in your organization, kudos to you. Yeah. Like, You've done a great job at aligning yes, them. That is. You can go listen rare. to a different episode of ours. <laughs> <laughs> Rare. Um, but, but the truth is that they really do need to be on the same page and working together in order to create this, like, fluent sale, right? Mm-hmm. So we talked about how the buying behavior has changed. You um, need to shift. The sales team needs to shift their perspective, uh, maybe, on the journey. And I think that journey actually starts with marketing, yeah. right? So with the content that marketing has created... Um, having an online focus and then that funneling into sales um, but yeah so aligning the two are I mean our best few tips and we'll dive more deep um, later in the podcast but top three would be create a growth team and, and so i think, kind of
0: throwing out titles but we have like one kind of central team yes
2: working um, together and and That goes hand-in-hand with just simply improving communication. Oh, yeah. You have no idea how many times we see that that is, like, the one hurdle between the two teams is that they just don't talk to each other. Um, Yeah,
0: it's huge. And, I mean, I think we can say and everyone can be like, oh, but no, not our company. (laughs) They all talk. But then, if you actually really thought about it, like when was the last time that sales came to a marketing meeting, or marketing went to a sales meeting? Exactly. (laughs) And it
2: could be as simple as just that: getting the two teams Mm -hmm. in the room at the same time, so that everyone hears the same discussion. Exactly. Um, And yeah. And then the third, just being ease of access to the content produced. Sometimes uh, that miscommunication happens where marketing is creating all this awesome content for the sales team, who's really trying to help. you know, help the sales team fit close on sales. And and then you talk to the sales team and they're like, what content? Like, exactly. what are you talking about? Exactly, I think that yeah. goes what? back to what I said at the
0: beginning where marketing is like, uh, we created that six months ago and it's been on the website. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but like we said, all of those things
2: are a lot easier said than done.
0: So again, to recap, create a growth team, improve communication between your teams and let everyone know how to access that content once it's produced so let's dive into those a little bit better so everyone can kind of leave with some actionable insights today that they could go implement so when we say growth team um this was kind of one that i had come up with so really made me think alex a few years ago if you recall we went to the digital marketer conference i think it might have been called summit or something. But anyways, um, we walked away with that idea of growth team, like, let's throw out sales, let's throw out marketing. No, I mean, you still have those teams. But you bring sales, you bring marketing, you bring customer service together. And so you kind of look at your growth team here in the middle, so that's everybody. And then you kind of have sales, marketing, customer service, anybody else who is impactful in helping buyers make decisions. And then everybody is working together to help grow the business. So say your front desk person who's also answering the phone, someone calls and asks them a question. And they're like, wow, hey, that's a really good question. I bet other people are asking that. So they pass it off to marketing, who then in the next sales meeting says, hey, is anybody getting this question out in the field? And if they're like, yes, then maybe we need to create some content around that because that seems to be a question that people are asking. And if they're asking it in person or on the phone, you bet they're going to be asking it online. So it's just that kind of central idea of, um, you know, creating a team that's all working together for this common goal of growing the business and not being siloed, you know, off in their individual teams. I think which is e- easily happens.
1: Right. It's kind of it's kind of getting. Rid, or sort of trying to like erase the boundaries of like where the sales and marketing teams like stop and start. Exactly. Um, because I think that's... That fluid. Seems, right. Being fluid, working more side by side as opposed to one coming, you know, being earlier in the pipeline and then one coming later in the pipeline. Exactly. Um, and this graphic, and we, sh- we should share the link to this graphic as yeah. well in the show notes because it does a good job of showing, it's kind of like a Venn diagram of how all... Aspects of the team need to work together to kind of have that like, um, where all those central those parts come together. They call that the growth team, and that's where you're actually gonna you know open those communication channels and like work. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but like work together as a team and not like be working as separate teams. Exactly.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, gosh. I mean, sometimes I think. We have that here, even, you know, in our own office, we all go off and we're doing this and we're doing that and we're doing that. And it's like, whoa, wait, we need to come together and have Mm -hmm. a big team meeting and like really dive deep on Mm -hmm. what's going on because so-and-so is handling that, so-and-so is handling that. And now no
2: one knows really what's going on. (laughs) From a customer's perspective, like how impressive is it that like, oh, the girl that I talked to on the phone is on the same page with the sales rep that I was later connected to. And I didn't have to repeat myself or, you know, rehash an issue like everyone is on the same page like as a customer like that's really impressive to me yeah
0: i think actually i read that that um and i think it was never lose customer again book um and we can link that book Mm -hmm. in the show notes on how that can be a big halt actually in the selling of a new customer because they talk to somebody and then suddenly they're handed off to somebody else, and they feel like, well, now i got to explain everything again, and right. they don't understand, <laughs> and now I'm frustrated, and I'm like, just not going to buy for you, because, <laughs> just forget it.
1: <laughs> right, and I just, I already made the relationship with this person, and I don't want to put the time into, like a whole nother relationship with this next person because maybe they don't get it, maybe you know. Right. Mm-hmm. There's blah, blah, so blah. many
0: things. But I mean, if it's kind of a more fluid hands off, like so and so says, hey, you know, so and so from, you know, Fred is going to follow up with you I'm going to tell him everything in our next meeting that you said you can trust Fred to take over from here. And he's going to have even a little bit more knowledge about this than myself. And, you know, so again, it's just this fluid kind of, you know, mm-hmm. content kind of, or even maybe the customer or, um, the rep is saying, you know, I'm going to send you this piece of content to read, which is going to explain a little bit better, mm-hmm. you know, then Fred will contact you or, we uh, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to, again, make it easier <laughs> for your customer. Right. So, um, Ashley, I know that you had some good thoughts on how to improve communication.
2: Yeah. So like i said i'm not really sure where this like budding head between the two departments really comes from i think everyone's yeah. just i can see how they kind of overlap a little bit and i believe that's where that controversy comes in well that's my job well no that's my job and and i think the most important part about getting on the same page is really just sitting down and deciding what aspect sales handles and yeah. what marketing handles and get that clear divide. Um, well, at the same time, keeping each other updated. So I know that exactly. earlier we mentioned, like making sure that the two teams are always in the same meetings.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and that
2: might be a lot to ask, but even to have like a representative there to like pass along the message goes a long, long way. I
0: think. Yeah, yeah. Or you can brainstorm even new ways. Just mm-hmm. thinking of this communication earlier, I heard from a client and they were like, Hey, let's get this posted on social right away. And of course this is from a marketing standpoint. And I mm-hmm. kind of looked at the information and I was like, Well, this seems more sales related. Like mm-hmm. from the marketing stance, we can, you know, put it up where on social, mm-hmm. but it seems like this would be a better coordinated effort. You know, we could do social, but what if your sales team texted it out to their customers? Or what if they did this? So it's like, did we be bring a better, that synergy together? Yeah. Like, how are we best implementing
2: this? Yeah, there could be a better strategy, mm-hmm. more insight. Um, Yeah, sometimes like when just the marketing team gets together and they have all these good ideas They're missing something important that maybe like the sales team has good perspective on right and that's something that we've found Like making sure that at least a representative from the sales team is in on big like marketing initiative meetings because their perspective is so valuable and can really like Shape that initiative exactly. in the right way. Like, you might be going in a different direction that, like, the sales guy is like, that's not gonna work, and I can tell you why. Are
0: they gonna have better intel because they've mm-hmm. talked to the customers? Um, just thinking of totally. if marketing comes out with a new initiative, like, hey, we're gonna do this video series and it's gonna be great. We're gonna put it up on social media, yeah. and the customers are all gonna log in. They're gonna <laughs> see it at 8 a.m., and they're all gonna wanna do it. But if you maybe checked with sales, sales might say, well, you know what? I talk to my customers day in, day out, and mm-hmm. they're not doing that at that yeah. time. They're not going to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> there
2: has been so many times where I'll use our food supplier um, client as an example, where the marketing team and the leadership team are in a meeting and, and we're talking about like a new brand, a new initiative yeah. and, and how we're going to position it. And thank God we had a sales representative there because they were like, look, I talk to these chefs all the time and I can tell you right now, they don't care about any of this. Exactly, good intel, Exactly, like that (laughs) saved, and sometimes it sounds harsh and might sound like maybe negative, but it honestly saved us so much time from going in the wrong direction.
0: Exactly, and I think that's, you know, again, that's I think where that percentage of when it's misaligned, you have kind of the 60% downturn and are spiraling kind of out of, you know, financial increases. (laughs) Yeah, and I know we talk a lot
2: about this and I truly think that the first step is just getting the two teams in a room and laying it
0: all out there. Invite them to the meeting. Maybe they'll appreciate the invite. (laughs) So Alex, once that is created, the content, say you have your happy medium between all your departments, they're fabulous, they've created some great content that is responsive to customers, clients, both future and now how did the sales team get access to that? Because that seems to be another problem. Like, oh, we didn't even know we had a blog on the website. Oh, we didn't even know you created this video. Or can you send it to me on a flash drive so I can give it to people? Um, It's like, well, wait, it's already on YouTube. All you got to do is get the link. So how do you kind of disseminate that information back to sales saying, now we've created these pieces, you can use it. Do you have some tips on that?
1: So... The first thing is you can't rely on like email, like send something out via email and be like, okay, everybody's got it now, like in relying on someone to like download something off that email and organize it themselves. Yes, yeah, too many steps.
2: Way, yeah, a lot of way
1: people. too many steps. Way too easy for that thing to get um, to get lost, deleted, whatever. Mm. Um, so our best recommendation is is a couple things. Um, one, you should probably have whether it's like an internal server or Google Drive or Dropbox, um, you should have all your content and digital files stored in like the same place, organized in a way that makes sense um, for like ease of access.
0: Exactly, searchable probably. Searchable. Um, If they're like, I just remember the one word of the marketing piece. Exactly. (laughs) Um, A lot of time
1: it's it. (laughs) We use Google Drive, I don't know what we would do without it. Yeah, Um, searchable. It's searchable, it's, you know, Organize it however you want it to be. Like use subfolders on sub. Subfold- the more organization you use, the better it's going to be. The more um, intuitive it'll be for people to find things. Um, the Dropbox other... is also popular, right?
0: They, with kind of that same functionality. Right.
1: Um, the reason that we like to use Google Drive is just because you can also have like the live documents, like the 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 um, like the Word files, exactly. Excel type files, um, yep. which, which Google, or uh, Dropbox does not have. Um, but the other thing that is, would not be a bad thing to have is have like one call it like an Excel sheet or a Google doc, um, and have an essentially like a list of all the videos that you have. And then a link to all those videos yeah. for, cause for example, like if you have something living on YouTube, um, you might not want to go to like your page every single time oh, to yeah. go find it, copy the link. Um, so you can create a lit like a document that just has all the links right there in it And you can just copy paste them at any time and, and send them on to wherever you want wherever you're planning on sending them
0: right yeah, and even that can be um, So say you had that in like a Google sheet You could download that into a PDF and those links as long as they're connected to the internet would still be lot, like hot, right? Yeah, yeah, so even just via PDF that they always just kind of maybe have in a saved email or something just yeah. to make it really just super simple <laughs> right
1: and that's that's the thing is the simpler you make it um the more use they'll probably get because if somebody has to go digging for this piece of content chances are it's not going to get it right
0: used. yeah
1: right so um ease of access and simplicity are are your most important parts there
0: and i think um another thing that um It's beneficial if you have a blog and it's somehow hooked to some type of email system, have your sales reps sign up for the blog because guess what? They're going to get a new email when the new blog post is published. And if it's coming to their inbox, they're probably just going to click. You know, they're more Mm. apt to maybe click on it and read it than, um, you know, marketing having to get up, hey, new blog post, (laughs) it's out. So just make them sign up for the newsletter. That would be a super simple way just to make sure that they're keeping up with changes on the website.
1: And it's automated.
0: And it's automated, yep. So you have to do anything (laughs) once it's all set up. So I think what it comes down to in getting the sales and marketing on the same page and using content that's going to be beneficial for the customer, um, I think it's just like we said a minute ago, Ashley, improving communication. Mm -hmm. And I think we've all heard the expression before, um, when the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, then it kind of all ends in kind of failure. And I think that can be applied to sales and marketing. When the right hand of sales doesn't know what the left hand of marketing is doing, well, that just isn't good for anybody. (laughs) So we would love to know how you keep the lines of communication open between your sales and marketing teams connect with us on social media at 21 handshake and let us know did you love this episode yes Mm -hmm. of course you did then please leave us a five star rating on whatever app that you're listening on and enjoying this we would really appreciate that thank you have fun until next time